0: What up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the American Podcast, Episode 172. We're here, we're cool, calm, collected, and we are going to talk about a couple things that are of the
1: utmost importance. They are of the utmost importance. That's what Yeah, that is, that very is an true. accurate statement.
0: Sometimes things aren't as uh, quite as green as this, but we're coming at you with some green content. We're going to talk about uh, Supreme Court decisions. And we're also going to talk about the January 6th hearing highlights.
1: They're highlights, but they Um, feel like lowlights, but you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But all still very... Not uh,
2: always, but we'll get
0: to that. Still all very important,
1: important happenings
0: in America today. But before we get into that, let me introduce the crew today. We've got our West Coast correspondent, Tyler Grillo. How are you
1: this evening? You know... I'm doing pretty well. I almost choked on uh, my snack, but otherwise, um, I'm doing I'm doing good. First pickling of the season uh, today: uh, some uh, cucumbers and some fennel. Um, Ooh, you can pickle that! You can pickle that. And I'm also just you know taking care of uh, my uh, cat colony, of which now there are five. Two of those are not mine, but they're my neighbors' cats who just hang out in our garden all day and. Because they're kittens, they they will just push my other outdoor cat out of the food, so I have to feed them as well. So it's kind of just like having five cats.
3: <laughs> wow, yeah. colony for sure. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and Lauren hey, are these cat people. Like, I mean, you already kind of are, but I mean, I know like, it's
1: it's it's all happening. Just a little bit. It's all
3: happening. Last,
0: last time I saw you guys, you had like two two and a half cats. You've doubled your cat population.
2: We have, you now have yeah. like
0: two and a half cats each.
2: I know. It's wait, a lot. wait. So, how long ago was that, Blake? What, like two years ago now? All right. So, your, your cat doubling time is two years. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. So, no, no, okay. I see what's going on here. So but in, in two more years,
1: you should have five. I see what's happening here. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 If it's a double, it'll be because it'll be twenty, and then forty, and then yeah. eighty, and then one sixty. Well, out. out. Well, out. you might need it for the then...
3: next presidential election in two years. Have ten cats around.
0: Might not hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then you can just sell cats at the farmer's market. (laughs) Also with us this evening. (laughs) Commodity, it's commodity. Denver Metro Correspondence, John Kelly, how are you this evening?
3: Uh, Good, I'm good. Uh, Glad to be back. I want to wish a very happy Pride Month to all of our listeners out there that are in the community. And also, we missed it, but a happy Juneteenth uh, as well from those last week.
1: Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Kelly, that's our that's our uh, pop culture social scientist who always knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> we love it. On brand, Kelly. On
0: brand. <laughs> and also our Denver Metro correspondent, John Anderson. How are you today, sir?
2: I'm good. It's a wild time to be alive. It would be cool if it like slowed down, maybe ever, but it's going to speed up yeah. for the rest of our lives. Unless it doesn't, but that probably is going to be really bad. Hey, so, John, we didn't start the fire. Everybody, buckle up! It's always up. been burning. Since
1: mm. the been Thanks, Billy. The world's been fucking turning.
0: Mm, fascinating, fascinating, right? It's like it does. It really does feel like things are speeding up. Our lit. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's all about trying to slow
1: the time around you down, right? But, mm. but not this podcast. Time's relative, right? Some might say time itself is speeding up and that that is something that happens as you approach time travel. Anyway, it's not not for this particular podcast, but <clears throat> the theory or is it tech talk?
0: So let's start off with uh, the, the most uh, recent news coming out from the Supreme Court striking down New York's gun law, which uh, restricts concealed carry in uh, which restricts concealed carry permits uh, in the state. right.
2: So the my understanding is this might result in uh, concealed carry nationally, uh, which possible. is possible. Um, yep, yeah. I also saw a countervailing opinion that uh, of somebody who said they they had just read through it and that um, it might not be as bad of a. Opinion overall is everybody's thinking. So we'll see as people start to digest the opinion, if that's actually true or not. And and, it, and it's uh, what happens state by
3: state. Right. It's like, what's going to happen is that whether or not states decide to rewrite some of their own carry laws, because what, like what they were striking down in New York is you needed kind of like an imminent danger or you needed an imminent need. I think was the Mm -hmm. language to be able to have a concealed permit at the time. And they struck that down saying, well, you don't really need to have that, Um, which is bringing that less restrictive and back towards what a lot of our states already have in terms of concealed carry permits. So, I mean, we'll see, but it is, it is interesting giving the timing right of the Senate potentially passing the first uh, bipartisan gun legislation in 30, 35 years. So
2: any, Any gun legislation that is more restrictive, like we have passed legislation to make it easier to access firearms or things like make it harder to collect data on uh, firearms and things like that. This is the first legislation in forever that um, restricts the access to guns. So um, it does some things off it's narrow it's it's way 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 too little to solve the problem um so that's important to note at the outset but uh i think it's important i i think the 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 biggest utility of this bill is that we set the precedent that we can actually pass gun legislation yeah. the yeah, counter to fabulous. that <laughs> yeah the counter to that is okay well you know now republicans are going to be able to go out and say well we legislation we don't need to do anymore. I think the counter to that is massacres are going to continue to happen, and it's going to continue to be obvious to everybody that we need to continue to, to chip away at the problem. So that it's not like this is not going to come up again. Um, but that being said, uh, they are um, making it harder for 18 to 21-year-olds to access weapons. Uh, they're not making it illegal, but they're making it harder. Um, they're regulating ghost guns. Uh, they're... Um, Investments in mental health and things like that. So,
1: um, it's narrow, it's small, it's very important. It'd, it'd right. be great if these things didn't keep happening. That'd be awesome if it worked to, to, to that degree. But uh, we know it's not going to happen.
2: We need a, a robust national licensing system similar to what we have for cars. And until we have that, this will continue to happen. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's. I I think it's more just. Symbolic more than anything after Uvalde yeah. and after the, the outcry that's happened really in the last couple of years. It seems that the, the real mass behind putting these laws into effect are, is gaining more and more momentum in terms of the politicians' thoughts, which is a good thing. Um, but I agree with you that I think it's more of a tip of the hat to the Republicans to say, we did something for you that are in the middle and care a little bit more about it without alienating our base too much. Um, and it's clearly not not enough for anybody who really cares about gun
2: legislation. I do want to make the point, though, like I think it is important legislation that gets passed yes, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Like I, I – I, I, those two things can exist at the same time, right? And so like I don't want to say, oh, this is just some bullshit. This isn't important. You know, like I – I, it's, it, it's really meaningful legislation. I didn't think it would happen. In, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would right. said no yeah. way. Same. No way. Um, yeah. and so it the 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 most important thing is that we set a precedent that we can regulate guns again in this country. The the like the value of the bill is that it passes. That will be the biggest utility of it, rather than any kind of anything in it. And so, you know, that in and of itself is extremely important and but we also need to be clear there's a very 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 long way to go and this is not going to make a dent in a lot of the th- I mean, issues we have with guns which is not only massacres but it's murders it's suicides it's domestic violence it's a bunch of other stuff that is not just mass shootings uh, donate to uh mom's demand action or every town please
0: yeah i was just gonna say still the the number of mass shootings is still going up so much it's it's that's crazy. Right.
2: Yeah. That I mean, that's why I say like the the this will continue to come up, right? Like we're gonna have other opportunities to talk about the the need for passing gun legislation. Yep. Um so yeah, but uh, speaking of passing legislation, democracy, baby. Oh yeah, you know what's <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know what makes <laughs> it possible to pass legislation? Democracy. Fucking democracy. You don't have that. You know what is a core tenet of democracy that the people get to choose their leaders. You know what was uh, at issue on January sixth? <laughs> the core tenet of American democracy.
1: Yeah, there it was. There it goes. That's how we do it. That's we how got we profession. There that's how we do yeah you have to
0: jump through a couple hoops to make that transition uh, so, but yeah. it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's just it was good, it was good. <laughs> we're
2: the circus um so yeah there's some hearings going on you might have heard about them they are uh, a bipartisan commission that was impaneled to uh investigate the happenings before during and after january 6th one of the things i think it's I really have appreciated about what they've done is they've focused on January 6th as the, the culminating event, but they've always they've continued to make the point that this was a, a, a massive conspiracy leading up to this, and then it is ongoing. This yeah. is something that has not ceased to happen. This yeah. is a problem that continues to happen, and so I really appreciate that um, they've they've contextualized it that way. I think that's really meaningful for um, the future of American democracy. Yeah, yeah,
3: I I agree. I think they're doing a very good job of laying out the story of it, right, and yeah. presenting the evidence as uh, some of us who were paying close attention to what was happening building up to it realized what was happening, but for people who weren't so in tuned, uh, they really are doing a good job about how this was January 6th was really planned as no matter what was going to happen with the election, Trump and his team had a contingency plan to challenge it, to try to make sure that they stayed in power. And that's, what's very clear there. And they took it to the extreme when they started to be challenged and pushed back on legal, uh, stances. Uh, and you know, a lot of crimes there. A lot of crimes there. If you're paying attention to what's happened. they did some crimes, yeah.
1: shall we say? They
2: I, they're building towards a case of seditious conspiracy, or I mean, seditious. Um, yeah, seditious yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, seditious it's, conspiracy.
3: Yeah. And and, yeah. and they're and they're building it to try to see. You know what? What gets tough about it um, is just how much Trump knew and
2: was directly involved in directing or not. I it's the and I think they've had some pretty damning evidence, uh, in that regard, as far as, um, like one thing today, uh, he was talking to a high ranking DOG, DOJ official and said, just say the election was corrupt and, uh, us and our Republican congressional allies will take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. And so that, that demonstrates, Clear intent. Another thing that demonstrates really clear intent to me, this is something incredibly compelling, and this is something we knew, I think, shortly after January 6th, was when uh, Trump called uh, Secretary Rathesberger in order to uh, just. He's the secretary of state in Georgia. He says we need to find—I forget the exact number, but he says the number, yeah, yeah, eleven thousand and change, which is the exact number they need to flip the state. Yeah, and so so he's not out there saying there's massive amounts of of corruption, (laughs) right? Yeah, and and like you know, we need to investigate all fraud. He's saying you need to find me eleven thousand votes. That's literally what he said, and and so that indicates his his thinking and when you start to pull these things together i think it's it's starting to be pretty fucking compelling that this was seditious conspiracy led by the president of the united states
0: well another one of the um examples they had i think as like witness i don't know testimony i suppose was when trump called pence yeah during during the riot Mm -hmm. and I I don't know if they have a record of the phone call yet, but the people in the room kind of overheard parts of the conversation and basically it was Trump trying to convince Pence to overturn the vote results. Yep. And uh, at the end of the conversation, he called him a wimp. Yeah. And then right after yeah. that, he tweeted... <laughs>
1: you, <laughs> wimp <or laughs> you, not...
0: wimp, you wimp for not... You're a yeah. wimp. You are such a wimp. People always know you as a wimp. <laughs> so after that he tweeted um like something i forget the exact words but it's one uh, of the
2: most damning it's like mike pence is not uh it's like betrayed us kind of yeah
0: exactly and then and then moments after that there are recordings of the crowd chanting hang mike pence so it's like when you collect in uh, all those pieces of yeah, individual yeah. evidence they read together, the tweet
2: they read the tweet when
0: yeah yeah it's It's pretty damning when you see it all within the time frame that it happened. It's like, oh, okay.
2: And so it's interesting what they've done. Um, They kind of introduced the case in the first nationally uh, evening hearing, and then they went into... The, the the plan. So they, they did a whole hearing on Pence and the pressure that came down on Pence. Then they did a whole hearing on the pressure that came down on um, state officials and election officials. And then today was the DOJ. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a couple more coming up, Um, and so – and one of the interesting things I've seen is that um, they're saying lots more stuff is coming out now. Right. Um, Yeah, the committee members have said multiple times they're still building a case,
3: right? Yes. They're still building – they're gathering information. They're getting new information daily. There will continue to be more subpoenas. There will continue to be more information gathering after these scheduled hearings
1: are over. I could imagine also that like people who maybe like saw a thing were like, Well, that's weird and then they're watching these hearings and they're going, Oh Oh, that's what they were talking about. Like, I could imagine some of the yeah. information is coming because people are, people are starting to put the pieces together and something that may yep. have been like, oh, this doesn't seem like a big deal, like, whatever. And, or you could maybe not even understand what they're talking about now in context. Right. It's like, oh, that's what they were talking
2: about. Also, they might, people might be more interested in taking some plea deals now. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I'll, just, I'll just go ahead and say,
3: too, that I think that. It's, it's very powerful. And for, for those of you who are listening that haven't watched some of the direct testimony from some of the officers that were there, watch some of the new footage that has come out, it reminds you again why this was so important and how angry we all were collectively on January 6th across the entire spectrum, right? It wasn't just Democrats who were pissed that it was happening, Me- Republicans were standing there going, are you kidding me? This is happening at the fucking... – fucking
2: Kevin McCarthy yeah. Yeah. was I
3: mean, out there. It, but it's important, and I know it can be triggering if you haven't gone back and watched it, but you should. You shouldn't let yourself get numb to this and not be angry about it because you should still be angry about it.
2: it it's incredible. And and the clips and, and reading about it and that kind of thing doesn't really do it justice. Um, one – if you're only going to watch one thing uh watch the the q documentary um, on hbo <laughs> no, yes yes educate yourself on that but i mean like um, seriously
0: q into the storm is really good sorry Anderson. it is I no you're
2: good um <laughs> i'm trying to i can't the the uh capital police officer who um oh yeah testified on january 6th i'm looking for her name oh
0: yeah uh yeah she not edwards something edwards or yeah
2: no caroline edwards officer caroline edwards um go ahead and just youtube that it's uh, it's you know 15 minutes long i think Uh, that was crazy and i think that's a, a wonderful intro into what why you need to be consuming the content of, of this hearing. And then I really cannot emphasize enough, go and watch the testimony. Like I, one of the things I've been really struck by has been the honor and seriousness that all of the um, people who have testified, all the witnesses have conducted themselves with Mm. like that has, it has reinvigorated some faith that I have in our civil society listening to these people. Yeah. Um, yep. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. And, and that the system can still work. The system yes. can still
3: work. We can have legitimate conversation about something like this and sit down and have people present without someone standing up in the room and screaming and yelling at them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Without
0: it deteriorating into a fist fight. I think it's a perfect example of just how actually how large the system is you don't actually like people forget that the system is massive and slow moving and it takes more than just like one little riot uh a year ago to yeah
1: like that's that's that's
0: that's a little speed bump you know the the government's gonna
2: roll right over that but i think it's a warning too like the system held not because the constitution the system held because heroes made heroic decisions under enormous amounts of pressure yeah if if georgia didn't certify trump
3: very possibly as president right now probably is yeah yeah
2: there were so many examples of moments where this could have if pence makes a different decision this goes totally off the fucking rails. If Pence, one of the craziest things to me, and I would love some more details about this, was why Pence did not get in the Secret Service vehicle. Why yeah. he refused to do yeah. that. What the fuck was that about? I would really like to know some details about that.
1: Yeah, Please. But Who's if he gets that in
2: that car, and even if they're not being malicious at all, anybody's being malicious at all, and they say, we need to get him out of here for his safety, then it they might not not get back to finish the job on January sixth, and it's pretty fucking unclear what happens if you get to January seventh. And that right. was part of what they were trying to do on that day. Right. Just so away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stop it. Uh, yeah, all of the DOJ testimony, testimony today was crazy. There were some dudes in there who made some decisions. Like they tried to in, in, uh, install Jeffrey Clark as acting doj because he was going to send the decertification letter to uh, to Georgia um he he's like some random environmental lawyer that Trump found to do his bidding basically <laughs> um the they in the call logs of or the the visitor logs of the white house they already had him in as acting ag uh, that's what Part of the testimony was today, and the senior leadership walked in to the White House and said, We everybody here is going to resign. We already talked to all of our assistant attorney generals. All of them are going to resign. We personally asked the the one guy on national security to stay because that's too important. And what's going to happen is once they're gone, we don't know what's going to happen with the u s. attorneys, but probably most of them are going to resign in mass. And then you have random DOJ staffers. In math, and then they were also like, "Have you ever been to the FBI director's office? Do you even know where you, you, you could find it? Would yeah. he recognize you if you yeah, walked yeah. into his office? Do you think the FBI is going to do what you ask them to do, yeah. Mister right, right. Clark?" And right. so that's the right. that's the yeah. shit that is the Saturday Night Massacre times a bajillion. And for right. those who don't know, the Saturday Night Massacre was one of the things that got Nixon. Fucking impeached, and so uh, this—I mean, absolutely wild shit. But I—the point is—is that lots of individual people made important decisions, but. It could be different next time. Next time, different individuals could make different decisions. And that's the most important thing about this hearing is that we make sure to insulate our civil society against that very real cancer that is right. in our body politic right now. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, yeah. That's, and that's why you have to present it to the public. You have it permanently yeah. in the record. Right. (laughs) That's what's so important about this. Right. No matter what happens over the next 20 to 30 years in this country, there will always be a record of what happened on that date. And people can point back to it. And hopefully if we're strong as a society, it is if we move forward in the right way, away from authoritarianism, we can point at it and go, that was the turning point that woke everybody up to the danger that was within our society and within our body politic. Uh, remains, to remains to be seen, but it's a great. I think it's a great start. I've been very impressed with what they are saying, and
2: yeah. I am lo- feeling some tremors that this is actually really breaking through. Um, Trump on, on Truth Social is like demanding equal time and blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> I know, he's wa- I know. wanting to, and so that's telling me that this is concerning him. Also, oh, yeah. uh, DeSantis has overtaken Trump in New Hampshire polls.
1: Oh, interesting. I saw that, I
2: saw
3: that recently, that which is a very very interesting. That's a um, very
2: very interesting development. And so, I think we could be seeing an electoral transition away from, we're still stuck in an authoritarian fucking nightmare. But I think the Republican party might be looking at this as an opportunity to transition away from Trump.
3: Maybe it may finally be enough to break the back of the Trumpists hold. Yeah. Right. It may so. It may be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And
2: he's become more of like a cultural, like, um, uh, uh, symbol than like a human you know so they're like we're for trump but we're voting desantis trump has become like a cultural concept rather than uh, a human it's
1: a very Weird. Like a like a lot of like a lot of things in our present day where it's like it's a vibe. And then if you are like, well, let's explain this it's like, no, 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 no. It's just a uh, vibe. You that's know? actually like, good like, way it's, Trumpism yeah. is a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, yeah.
3: And just how pervasive it is. This, this is a little uh, it's side story for me, but it's like just down the street for me as I was driving down Sheridan the other day and I was like, oh, my God, someone just set up a whole Trump tent to sell flags and t-shirts and stuff. And I pulled up and it was actually an abs tent to sell like Stanley Cup final stuff. But the flags looked so similar from like a mile (laughs) away that I was like, oh, sweet. Another closer Trump set. Because they are (laughs) like all over Denver. Like you can stop and buy Trump shit like all over the place. (laughs) But (laughs) I was just kind of like, oh, my bad. It's not all Trump stuff. But that's how pervasive it is that you see a like a side street selling thing like that. and Go, oh, there's a blue and uh, red flag. Oh, it's got to be a Trump. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I love it when it's uh, like there was this uh, when we were in upstate New York driving and it was just like Trump flag right next to the pole next to it. Ukraine flag, and I was like, "You understand those things? You can't. No, oh, that's, a no um, that's a juggle. That's a yeah. That yeah. Kind of stuff fucking breaks me, man. Well, like, it's, you, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. You don't understand actually what you're talking about. There's, there's no. There's no substance there. We don't. But, yeah. No policy, just vibes. No policy, just vibes. But you know, I, I think one thing that I've that I think in the conversation about like you know people making decisions, heroic decisions at the right time, and also is like you know this is the argument for a republic." Right, The argument for a republic, and I think also the argument for, I don't want to say it, it's not quite right, but I'm like, I do, there has been a part of me that's thinking like, you know, this is the thing about states' rights right that states like it's annoying that they all have their own process for certifying shit and it's annoying that there's all these things at the local levels but what that requires is that when you're trying to like overthrow something that there has to be so many people who are going to go in on it and then there's so many places where people can go no and they can stop it from happening you know so, so tyler congratulations james madison really agrees with you oh uh, great great great, awesome. fucking great. Yes!
2: So, uh, in the Federalist Papers, in Federalist Number Ten, he attacks the uh, question of what they called faction, what we call party. He said, you know, there's a there's a conundrum in democracies, which is uh, if you look at historical republic's democracies, they always um, are are taken down by faction. Uh, but if you limit faction, you live it, limit freedom, and then you don't have a democracy. So how do you get around this problem? He said, well, you have a shitload of factions, and so that no one faction can take ultimate power. Uh, and, and that's what we saw with federalism. That's why states certify their election. And also, I want to kind of make an overarching point here about the what I think we're in right now. I've I've been interested in, like, some right-wing psychology about, like, how they're feeling about everything, you know? And um, right now we're in a massive shift, I think, in world culture that is the, like, I think we can say it is the dismantling of the European-led um, World order that we've had for the last 500 years. We talk about it as white supremacy, that's patriarchy. What the are going towards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not and so there. we're on the cusp of it. Yeah, right. And and that is an all of society project, right? That's religion. That's politics. That's culture. That's everything that we do. Business. Everything is is there. And we, the people on this podcast, and our views are winning. I think, uh, if you look at like the the long-term lens. And I think that a lot of people on the right wing also think that. And so if you look at what DeSantis is, is saying, people like DeSantis, they're saying, now the only way that we can protect ourselves from this oncoming destruction of what they would say is Western culture is through authoritarian government power. And
3: so, yeah, we have to keep it in a small amount to make sure that we as a minority group are not going to get trod upon and have what we consider to be the proper way of life taken away from us and thus erased off the face of the planet.
2: And and so I think it's the way because politics are going to be really scary for I think at least the next six years. And I think it's going to be important that we keep in mind that in the 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 long-term view this is a rear guard losing action by the forces that we are trying to dismantle it's not it's going to feel like they're winning a lot of times but i think in the in the grand scheme of things they're not and this is a desperate action and so and this is january 6th is part of that and so i i I, i've been thinking about that a lot and i think that that's something important that we keep in mind over the next many years that we are winning but it's going to be really tough but we have to remember that this is this is desperate action this is not a, a a party that feels like they are um
1: winning over the long term because if they were actually winning, they would just win the fucking election. Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, and I, and I think one of the
3: reasons that it's it's so in our face and so terrifying for a lot of people um, is that there is a there's a disconnect between authoritarianism, white nationalism, and our country in the long view of our history. I think there's a disconnect for a lot of people, and so seeing it. Seeing people marching with tiki's in, in, <laughs> in Virginia a couple of years ago, right? Seeing the protests uh, around the country by Proud Boys and other white nationalists, people marching in the street with Nazi symbols, right? It's shocking to people to see. And part of what that is, is the growth of our ability to connect with one another on the internet, right? And it's very hard to judge exactly how many numbers are there, where we should think right about it. And it's always a real concern. Right. But the problem is them recruiting more people. Right. It's recruiting more young, impressionable white males that don't know what to do at age 15 and get sucked into something like that, where they would. Very often what happens is 10 years later when they're 25, they go, oh, man, it sucked that I got pulled into so much hate. I didn't know anything. My history books didn't tell me shit. I didn't know anything about the history of this country, the history of the world. Right. And that's why conversation is important. It's why what what we're trying to do here is important in terms of spreading good information. But I also want to say that John's right, that in the long term, we are winning. (laughs) The demographics (laughs) are on our side. But you still have to be careful that over the next shortening years, it could get more and more dangerous in the political realm as those people continue to slip and lose power especially the people who consider themselves at the top of the white political spectrum.
2: Let me jump off of my other point. We can still lose, right? Like this is not inevitable. We are winning and we need to keep that in mind because it's going to be important for morale over the next – Six years or more, um, but it it also is not something ordained in the universe. Uh, the 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 arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice because people bend it. And so, if we if we fail to do that. Uh, these tasks will be left to future generations if they even have the ability to do so. So this is this is something that we have to stay on. It's living in a democracy. You have to be responsible for how <laughs> your country is governed. That's We're all part <laughs> of it as the day rolls on. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. what we're doing here. So uh yeah. it's yeah, it's a, it's it's an incredibly important um, thing. I want to make one one other point real quick. Um I have a theory. So one of the things that has been Uh-oh. <laughs> one yeah. of the things that has been um, very puzzling is why the fuck the DOJ hasn't done anything about this, right? Like yeah. is Garland incompetent? Is this a big fucking Epstein conspiracy? Uh, is it all in the background? Like what the fuck is going on? You're starting to see some more aggressive DOJ action Uh and it's like they raided the home of Jeffrey Clark today, yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so I – it's like, OK, there's there's I think two reasonable explanations for that. Uh, number one is they are like, oh, there's a lot of shit here that we didn't know about that maybe we should know about. If that's the case, we're in a lot of trouble uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. But I feel like that's not the case. It's – gonna blow my mind if it is so yeah. I, I i think it goes back
3: more to blake's point that it's a it's a slow-moving bureaucracy and it takes time and they're building a very it's part of the government's wheels turning right um but and you, i but you, you would expect know. to
2: see some more activity i'll, right? I'll tell you like right we now can, from my experience with the government
0: they're working on it and you'll know when they're ready to let you know
2: Right, but yeah. there's and there's also some like political constraints here like the midterms coming up. So, um, you know, what is all happening here? So, it, here's my theory about what's happening. They have been waiting for congressional legitimacy to act. That's why they're sure. following along with the actions of um the hearings. And so, I don't I don't think there's a – because people are – some people are going to hear that and be like, there's a fucking conspiracy. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think that the DOJ is smart enough to know, okay. Congress is working on this. The American people, if we arrest Donald Trump, it is going to create yeah. massive potential for violence in this country. And so we have to build the legitimacy to do that. If the Department of Justice just goes in knocking on doors, people are going to freak the fuck out. But if they do that after having been forced to by a bipartisan congressional commission, right. that's the other, more palatable. And the other palatable. branch of government. The other exactly. Yep. And so I actually think this might be checks and balances in democracy working the way we want it to. Like, I, w- I want to be optimistic that this is actually, they're playing this really smart. Like the, the executive branch and the congressional branch are doing this really well. And so that that is my theory that explains why the DOJ hasn't taken very much visible public action to this date.
0: That's exactly what's happening. They're there's already a body investigating this case, so they don't need to be investigating it as well. But you can guarantee that there's somebody in the Department of Justice taking notes on all of this investigation that's going down, and they're building their case so that when they're ready to make a move, it's a sure, it's a sure shot.
3: Yeah, correct. And John's right. It's like they're not going to arrest. They could have potentially arrested Donald Trump six months ago, (laughs) but it would have been a total shit show. There would have been millions of people in the street protesting it, nevertheless, actually trying to physically shoot him out of whatever building he was being held in, uh, more likely than not. And, uh, you know, we still live in a society where it's not cut in stone. When that kind of stuff happens, right? We don't know what's going to happen when you take the very, very strong and unprecedented move to arrest a former president on seditious actions. Right, we've never been there. We don't know what yeah. the water's really mean no, when that, that happens. happens. Yeah. Uh, Especially is...
2: one who's running for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not,
3: not Eugene V. Debs running from president when he was arrested for being a socialist, right? It's yes. not the
2: same thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like, I it's... guarantee you the day that Donald Trump gets arrested is the day that he announces for presidency if he hasn't already.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. No uh, doubt. No doubt. The, yeah. they're, they're doing
0: maybe,
3: it to stop me stop. from making America great. Exactly. How I, would they do I, that?
0: Would he pre-record his announcement
2: and then he'd get arrested and then somebody on his team? Likely. I mean, they would likely know that it's coming, right? Yeah, like you kind of yeah. have some. I don't know, that, man. I, I don't
0: know if they would. He would know if he's getting arrested. I think that they, the government, likes to just show up at your door at like 4 a.m. And yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well, yeah, maybe. But they'll they'll there's other like they'll take down other people first, probably um and, and there's like there's, legal things that have to happen for this yeah like, i mean i think they will have I, a legal yeah. heads up about i mean i know they're, they're they're they'll they might try to sting but also here's the thing people who are really like powerful and wealthy i mean he's not that wealthy but people who are in those elite circles like you know they get a little bit more heads up generally than everybody yeah. does, no you're not, you wrong. You're I've not seen, wrong i've, seen, I've that seen that Chappelle skit I've seen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, i would yeah, expect I that he'll know tomorrow. before it, it'll happen and he'll
2: announce for well
0: the, the, and i mean it, i think it depends i i'm gonna say it depends on on all the information that comes out and how bad this really is because that's kind of a courtesy to let him know and if this is really as fucked up as everybody thinks it is i mean i i think there's actually people who strategize right how to approach these arrests and i think that in this case donald trump would be like no let's just go over there four it like we don't need to tell anybody
1: I mean, gonna... they maybe maybe they'll consider him a flight risk to Russia. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's actually no, that's great. A, yep. you laugh, yeah, but
2: that's a real. If he gets arrested, oh, that's oh, a yeah, real fucking thing. Yeah. He will be gone. I was laughing at the
3: absurdity that we live or, well, that we're living through yeah. right yeah. now. Uh, what, what I'll just throw in is that uh, also the idea of uh, him uh, announcing the day that he. If he gets arrested also depends on having some forethought into him actually being wrong, Um, which if there's one thing we've learned about his presidency, he never plans past (laughs) like being (laughs) wrong to a certain point. So while other people might have contingency plans to be like, I'm going to record a video today to say that I'm running for president when they arrest me, he won't do it. (laughs) Like if there's one thing, it seems like he misses the ball on that stuff. That's
1: the yeah. two. He doesn't. He doesn't again. go where the puck's going to go every time. Yeah. So, I don't know so, though. Don't
0: know. Who knows? It's all uh, speculation at this point. All speculation towards good things to come. Hopefully.
2: Hopefully, um, please tune in and watch these things. It's important. Um, it it really is. Also, like your grandchildren will ask you about this. This is wild fucking times that we're living in. This is completely to tell. One of the things that I think made America exceptional was our peaceful transition of power. That was something I like to point to and say, yes, this is actually something that distinguishes us from other countries, that we have had a 230-year, 40-year-plus tradition of doing that. That's kind of a miracle in human history. That ended on January 6th, 2021. That tradition has been ruined. Uh, We are no longer an exceptional country in that regard. And that's a tragedy. Like I'm very sad about that in a, in a, like a, a way that's difficult for me to describe. Um, it's a, it's It's it's
3: always going to be connected to that fucking orange clown.
2: It's yeah. And and (laughs) uh, I saw a tweet about this today, uh, a giant fuck you to all the people who said in 2016, that people like us were overreacting. And I would just like to second that yeah uh but this is we have a gift i will say which is we actually get to decide if american democracy continues like the greatest generation did uh like the generation during the Civil war some generations get to skate by we're actually gonna get to decide so we have an opportunity for glory here and an opportunity to do something really meaningful uh, for future generations that not everybody else gets and um, we really really need to make sure that we take advantage of that because otherwise we're going to be in some deep shit so watch the hearings please Tuesdays and Thursdays tune in it's the best law and order you'll ever watch Godspeed (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think trump's the wimp because if you think about it he should have walled himself up in the white house and gone out guns blazing now we're <laughs> talking <laughs> the fact I mean,
2: that he didn't you really want to be a martyr yeah Trump exactly is a confirmed physical coward like he ran to that fucking bump- bunker during the protest no. Yeah. He's yeah, a little fucking baby. He's, he's a full fucking. The fact that people look at him as like an example of like, masculinity—it's yes, yeah, oh amazing, amazing. It kills me. Yeah, it dude, kills me. on so more, many. I have more different masculinity levels. in my pinky toe. Seriously, though. Well, but it, yeah. It's but so it's good. also <laughs> like it's it's there's terrible masculin- masculinity yeah. that he exemplifies, and then he's also, like, the Michelin man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just yeah.
2: so, and he's a fucking coward. I just, right. that, yeah. I don't under, the power yeah. of propaganda, man. That's how you yeah. explain that it's,
1: shit. Well, yeah. is it so wild? Right? It's really one of those things where you're like, right, like, gender is totally a construct and here you are willing to, like, let this person, like, we can see that in that he does not exemplify what you would call Gen- masculinity, and yet he is that symbol to you, which therefore in itself shows that gender is a construct <laughs> and that you have decided, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> right, right, right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go! Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Exactly. Exactly.